Ciao Michi, it's Alexa, and welcome to my podcast, a space to motivate and inspire you to make positive changes in your life. We talk everything, health, wellness, mindset, lifestyle, and more. Woo! Hello everyone, ciao, ciao, ciao. Welcome back to the podcast. I have a special guest today, Haley Rogers. Hello. Haley and I met through our publisher. Actually, um, we were writing a book together in the same cohort and right when I was graduating and right when Corona hit and Haley was finishing up her junior year of college or uni, um, we did a lot of different collaborations with another friend of ours who we met through our publishing agency, agency, company, what do we call them? (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Our publishers, publishing house. Um, Haley is the author of a book called See Me, and she basically just talks about authenticity. So I want Haley to just take it away and introduce herself. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me today, Alexa. I love having conversations. They're always so inspiring and refreshing. So yeah, my name is Haley. I am from a small town uh, called Westport. It's in Ontario, Canada. Uh, So I'm international here. So um, basically, I'm an author, blogger, podcaster, and aspiring life coach and entrepreneur. Um, Those are the three main five things. But overall, I really value health. Um, All things like mental, spiritual, um, mental health, physical health, all these different things I really think allow me to live an authentic life. And so I'm always invested in like very health related projects. Like I'm the co-president of a nonprofit organization called Step Above Stigma, which is all about breaking down the stigma associated with mental health. I move my body uh, almost every single day. It's so important to me in order to stay mentally healthy. I have to be physically healthy. Um, I overall like eating well. Um, I enjoy, I'm not a big cook, but I do enjoy being cooked for. So <laughs> anytime I have the opportunity to go up to dinner, I always make sure I'm eating really nutritious foods um, and just being well. I like being grounded in the present and just embracing what life has to offer. Amazing. Amazing. So I want to touch up a little bit on how you started to get down this health path. What were those pivotal memories and experiences of yours that really catapulted you into this new realm? Yeah, for sure. So um, growing up, I, I, was, I experienced um, emotional abuse and sexual harassment by a predominant male figure in my life. And I was really focused on academia in high school to kind of, you know, um, just have a different focus on what was happening to me. And so I wasn't overall healthy in any capacity. I was just, I wasn't grounded in the present. I wasn't mentally healthy whatsoever. I didn't really move my body. I did what I could, but I didn't really have the time to because I was so focused on school. So when I came to university, I thought that I could still be the top of my class, which is absolutely not realistic whatsoever. So what happened to me was I, I just didn't um, do well in school. And that really hit me in a very not so good way because, you know, I was doing so well in school in high school. And I, I couldn't contemplate like why I couldn't do well anymore. And I didn't really have a focus. 
So I, that kind of set me down a hole because I felt like I didn't really have anything left to work for. Um, but after first year, I kind of realized like in order to actually get what I want in life, I actually need to go on a health kick. You know, I wasn't doing any things that were serving me and I was the only one that could control what (laughs) my health, like I was the, I'm the the number one responsibility I have in my life is for my health. And so did someone inspire you to think this way? Was there this pivotal person in your life? Yeah, I think it was a lot of like people at my university. Um, the first person I can think of for mental health um, is Umpai Thamachak. She's the founder of the nonprofit that I am the president of. Um, I kind of watched her uh, throughout my first year of university. And I was really inspired by her because she overcame so many adversities growing up as a child too. And what she did with that is she actually enacted change through her adversities. So I kind of watched her my first year. I was like, you know what? Why can't I do that too? Why can't I, you know, take my mental health experiences or lack of like good mental health and actually use that to help other people? So that's kind of what really led me down the mental health path. But I think mental health was definitely the first one I began to focus on because obviously my mental state was probably the worst of out of the four main pillars of health. But as time went on, I realized that if I wanted to be mentally healthy, I had to get moving my body. Like I was a very active kid growing up, but I kind of neglected that in my first year. So I made a commitment to uh, start working out uh, at least 150 minutes per week as the World Health Organization recommends. But I also got a personal fitness trainer. She was an angel because she didn't charge me a lot of money to get trained. She just wanted to help me get back into a healthy state. So I was working out with her for quite a bit and that kind of kept me in a place ever since uh, to keep moving my body. Like I know that if I do not move my body for like a few days, I can feel the effects. <laughs> um, same. Right? I like I- Every single day, whether it's just a small walk, a yoga flow, Pilates, if I'm not getting movement in, my whole entire day is like ruined, honestly. Oh, I know. Yeah. And I feel just groggy. I'm not as productive. Yeah. Like productive in the sense like just getting school done or just being present, like all these kinds of different productivities. Like, I, I, I just can't really function at my best capacity. So if I want to show up as my best self, I have to move my body. Like so some days obviously take a little bit of a rest day, but like even just going for a walk, like I think anyone, if no one likes working out, just go for a long walk. Like walks are like, my dad's a chiropractor and he always just recommends people who don't like physical activity to just walk every single day, get those 10,000 steps in because you'll see a huge like transformation, whether it be like physical, but mostly mental. Um, I know that if I don't, I, I definitely go down a hole of uh, not feeling well. So yeah, I I definitely had to start moving my body and that has been with me ever since. At the beginning of the pandemic, I was in a little bit of a um, not so great place with that. I came back from exchange. I went to Thailand, which was amazing, but I did I did I didn't work out as much when I was there. I was walking a lot. Like I was walking like 10,000 plus steps every single day. It was super, super hot, but I wasn't really working out. And coming back to Canada when it's freezing here, like always freezing. Um I was kind of like in a groggy state for a few weeks and then I got back into moving my body and I already saw my mental health and every other kinds of health shift because I was moving my body. Um, 
more recently though, I've been focusing on spiritual health. Um, I've never really been a present person. I think a lot of that results like my upbringing. Um, I have very hardworking parents and they kind of instilled in me like, you know, you have to work really, really hard to be successful one day. So I always like focused on that one day, like the future and stuff. So, and also like the other like adversities I was experiencing at the time. So I've always been a future oriented person. And so that as a result of that, like it's good to have goals and to work towards something. But for me, my biggest fear is that like one day is I'm going to wake up and it's going to be my last day here. And I haven't soaked up the richness life has to offer. So I'm trying to work really hard on actually being a lot more present to put down the work, to like soak up like what life has to offer, to, to embrace opportunity. Um, that's what I'm really, really trying to focus on and harness right now because, you know, like we're so young, both you and I are so young and we're both published authors. It feels like that's something we would do when we're like 40 or 50, but it feels like we're growing up so fast. Like there's so many things that I'm doing right now. Like people are saying like, you don't have to grow up so fast. You're only 20. Well, I'm turning 21 but like I feel I feel like we have these calls our soul has duty that we have to fulfill and we've been so called to do these unconventional pursuits or fulfill these unconventional pursuits where we have published books just in our early 20s and we have started podcasts and we are trying to create this ecosystem of other people who are trying to motivate and inspire others you know yeah totally so I think I don't know in my opinion I feel like it's worse to just hide all of those feelings those emotions those true callings and passions rather than to enact in it so I I think it's I think it's great that we have the courage to just keep going and to not listen to the naysayers and listen yeah. to our souls. Oh, I know. And it's so hard, especially with you and I, like you and I both experienced this, but overcoming the fear of judgment was so hard, especially when I did publish my book and got some not so nice reviews on, from some professional book readers. Yeah, but so- it's hard because it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like no matter what you do, no matter how much of an impact you have made, like you can even think of the most influential leaders in the world and they're constantly getting criticized. Like they're the ones that are actually enacting positive positive change, but they're still getting criticized. So it's overcoming that whole fear of judgment and recognizing that judgment has absolutely nothing to do with you and everything to do with the other person, no matter what, because you cannot write someone else's story. You cannot control what their thoughts are of you. You can only control your response. And that is definitely the hardest thing. Like I can say this over and over again, and I can't express like how hard it is to kind of like take a step back and recognize like it has absolutely nothing to do with to do with you and everything to do with them and like yeah it's just it's it's challenging but like just keep checking forward and keep like fulfilling your calling because at the end of the day like if you want to live the life you want to live sometimes you just have to ignore what everyone else is saying you should do yeah so how do you overcome judgment how can the audience and listeners learn how to overcome judgment like you have 
Yeah. Um, well, like I was saying before, like the first thing to like kind of develop as a mentality, like which is so hard, is recognizing the fact that it doesn't have anything to do with you and everything to do with them. Like when people wake up and are very critical of the world, like there's some things to be very critical of, obviously, because that actually sometimes can act change. But when somebody's actually out there enacting positive change and there's people judging, it really does have everything to do with them because those people are probably not actually doing anything like actually super positive with their lives. And they're probably, it's probably coming from a place of pain. I, I really try to think like, you know, when someone is judging me in a not so nice way, like I can even tell you right now, like someone last week gave me a one star on my podcast and I was really, really upset about that because, you know, like, I'm not trying to be like the best podcaster in the world. Like I'm just trying to like, you know, like, continue the whole like storytelling um principles all that kind of stuff that you can allow you to live an authentic life so I was a little bit like hurt by like the person or whatever uh who gave me this one star because it's not like this is going to really affect me down the road I'm just trying to be helpful but I had to step back and recognize you know this really doesn't have anything to do with me this person is probably probably in a lot of pain and like probably has low self-esteem to do that or even it could have even been an accident you know like you I think assuming positive intent is really important too um even if it doesn't seem like the intent was actually <laughs> positive just trying to assume positive intent because you know like we I think humans this is, might be getting a little bit confusing but as humans like we have we're in control of our thoughts, feelings, behaviors, and responses. And, you know, we write, sometimes make a lot of assumptions and those assumptions really don't serve us in any capacity. Like we might not never know what that person was acting like or why they acted the way that we did. So the assumptions we make either serve us or sabotage us. So trying to make assumptions about why someone was judging you or did something in a certain way that negatively affected you, um, it's really important because that will keep you pr moving forward and not limiting yourself from achieving. Love that. Love, love, love that. And what are some of the ways that you are currently, I guess, persevering right now? You're currently utilizing all of your resources to fuel your health because you'd mentioned to me before we started recording that it's been stressful at school. Yeah. Um, you're finishing up your senior year. You don't want to do it anymore. You want to give up. You want to just start your own entrepreneur journey. So let's walk us through how maybe if there's other students out there listening to this or others who are in positions that they don't want to be in, how can they just conquer? Absolutely. So yeah, right now I'm a little bit overwhelmed and it was actually kind of funny last week. So my mom uh, had a Zoom call with a psychic, which... I, I am a little unsure about psychics. I've never gone to a psychic, so I can't really speak on whether or not it works or not. No, but she asked. I feel, like, I feel like there's some craziness about it that there's there's like a, a crazy truth about it. I went to yeah. a psychic once just for fun. Yeah. Wasn't even thinking about it because my friends went to one. They're like, they read me so well. I can't believe what they knew about me. And then the same thing happened to me. I was like, what? How do they know this about me? 
Well, it's true. Like I was a little bit like, well, what happened was she asked about me and I was listening in the other room and she, and she asked us like, oh, like what, what are your views on my son and daughter? Like, are they going to be okay? Like all these different questions, like moms ask. And she said, oh yeah, your son is really, really focused and has a clear direction. Your daughter on the other hand is a very lonely and lost person. I'm like, wow. <laughs> okay. And you know what? <laughs> Yeah. So, but like at the same time, like, you know, I think COVID kind of made me kind of feel very lonely because like I only see a certain amount of people and sometimes it's really hard for me, like, cause I'm, I'm a very like independent person. So sometimes I can get closed off uh, from the world and I try to make as many meaningful connections as I can in a safe way. Yeah. But I, I, I try to challenge that a little bit, but lost, I did. I have been feeling quite lost in the sense that like, I don't really have a final direction. I've always very been entrepreneurial, but I don't really have an idea of what that may be. So I was, I've been investing in all of these pursuits for the past like four years, like being the co-president of a nonprofit, writing a book, wanting to write another book, starting a podcast, starting a blog, trying to be an Instagram like influencer. I don't even know. I don't even want to call myself an influencer. That's kind of weird. But like all these different like passions and pursuits. But I'm like, where is this taking me? Like I don't really have an end destination after grad. Like I do, like I plan to do a little summer program to start become an entrepreneur, but like, I don't know like what's going to happen to me. Whereas my brother, he's going to be a paramedic. Like he just knows because he's in a paramedic program. So I've been a little bit lost and that's been kind of eating at me. And the fact that the sidekick said, it, I'm like, okay, well, great. <laughs> so like my mental health has been kind of all over the place. Actually last week I thought I had uh, the virus, but turns out I don't. I just got burnt out and sick. So I, I kind of realized, you know, like my mental health has kind of been not so great. I thought I had the virus, but I actually don't. I just burned myself out because I usually do that every single year. Um, I haven't really been present because I've been thinking about like after grad, like what I'm going to do with my life and, you know, like all these different things. Like I also haven't been eating well, like I am terrible right now, but I kind of realized like after like actually my body like telling me like this is enough you're sick now this is like a a way for you to actually chill out and reflect um for me like for me the most important thing when it comes to kind of like recognizing that like I need to take um, is when I, I rest. And when I was sick, I kind of didn't really do anything, but I was thinking about like, you know, I, maybe I need to take a step back from certain things. Maybe I need to focus on what I actually want to do versus adding a to-do list so that way I can be successful once I graduate and like taking a step back and seeing if I'm pursuing the things that I want and what actions I'm currently taking and seeing if there's a discrepancy between that is really important because I want to live a life that like, I want to live. And I think sometimes as young adults, we do things because we think the world expects us to do certain things. And in reality, we actually just need to do what we want because it's our life and we only get to live it once, I think. So that's what I kind of do. Um, I've been getting back. Do you think that you, because of this mentality you have, that's why you've spread yourself so thin and, and, and started all these different projects and have been so involved with so many different clubs too. Yeah. And like, I always think like 
when an opportunity comes, like I'm a very impulsive person. So like when someone gives me an opportunity, I'm like, yes, let's do it. So <laughs> I always think, I always like to think that like, I'm, I just need to trust like the universe that like every opportunity I take, like is leading me to the place where I'm meant to be. But at the same time, like sometimes saying yes to certain things means I'm saying no to my health. So I, I really need to remember like, you know, in order to do things I do want to do, I need to remain healthy. And so sometimes, you know, like it's great to take opportunities. Like writing will always be a part of my life. I always want to continue being an author and that's something I really thoroughly want to do. But sometimes like the clubs I'm on, sometimes like just doing additional projects, it doesn't really help me in any capacity. So saying no to those things is really important. It's hard sometimes because it's like, oh, what can this opportunity create for me? Yeah. Well, like if you're not mentally healthy, physically healthy or any health kind of healthy, like it's not really going to do anything for you except burn you out. Totally agree. Um, I was going through this little season as well in the beginning of this year, kind of when I was graduating. And I feel like I was also spreading myself a little thin because there were so many things happening and the world was kind of crazy. And whenever an opportunity came, I was like, let's go, let's do it. But I feel like half of the time it just didn't align with my purpose and what I wanted to do. Yeah. And looking back now, I know like my worth and I know where I want to be shining my light and spreading my word. And I'm happy that I had that period to learn from. And now I can just move forward with this more positive light and yeah. clearer direction. I mean, hey, I'm also still trying to figure it out. I think we all are when we're going through some entrepreneurial journey and you know, we're, we're so young. We have the world ahead of us. We have all these people who are doing all these things that we aspire to be. So it's just about like time and patience, honestly. Absolutely. And I think too, like, I think you and I have similar mindsets like that we need to figure out right now. So that way we can like be constantly successful. But I think it's really important to be open to change and stuff. Like I, I've been writing like forever, like just like for my blog and stuff. And I did a project this semester where I had to like redesign my website, define what my blog is and all this stuff. And when I got asked to like define what it is, my biggest fear was like, what if this changes? Like, I don't want to like define my like whole mission of what I want to do with my life right now because, you know, that, that could change. But I think that that's okay. Like, I think it's okay to define what your purpose is right now and actually, you know, like defining your purpose and like, like kind of like what's your why um, is important for the now because, you know, it's okay to change and evolve over time. But when you define it now, it allows you to align like your projects and pursuits with that. And if they're not aligning with that, that's when you're allowed to say no. Yeah. Um, honestly, I feel like I have my why, but still that end goal is a little unclear for me. Oh, totally. It will always be changing. It's an ever-changing process. Oh, totally. It's like, I feel like that's something we'll realize, like, when we're, like, 80. Like, it's something that, like, you know, we have to just kind of trust. Like, trusting is something that I've always struggled with, especially, especially with, like, people and things and, like, wondering if it's going to work out. Like, I've always, I haven't been, like, a risk-averse person, but trusting is something that's a little bit different for me because it's, like, I take all these opportunities, but I'm, like, where is it going to take me? I don't know. I'm a little nervous. And like, you know, like it's hard as a young adult or especially as entrepreneurs too. It's, it's really hard to be, 
just to remember, like, just trust the process. If it doesn't work out, it's meant not to work out, but it's going to take you to the place where you're meant to be. Exactly. I was speaking to someone yesterday regarding her whole entire life journey, and she just kind of started figuring it out at, like, 40. (laughs) (laughs) My mom is like, I I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I'm like, oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I hear that a lot. Like, oh, I still don't know what I want to be from older folks. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, great. (laughs) What am I doing now then? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So let's talk a little bit about your book too. For sure, yeah. What motivated you to write it? What is in this book? And how can people learn how to be authentic by reading your book? For sure. Okay. So what motivated me to write it? So backtrack a bit. When I came into university, I wasn't in the most healthy state. Um, Honestly, up until before I wrote the book, um, I was probably at my all-time low. Um, But that new year, so the new year of 2019, I kind of said to myself, you know, if I want anything to change my life, I have to be open to it. And I actually have to be the person responsible for changing that. And as soon as I kind of put this out to the universe, that's when the opportunity landed in my lap. Like, as weird as it sounds, like, I think if you put things out there, like, like attracts like. Like, a lot of people are like, all oh, the law of attraction is BS. It's not. Trust, <laughs> trust me. But so when that happened, I, I got the book Opportunity, but I actually had no idea what I was going to write about. And so as you know, Alexa, like, we get on a call with the founder of Creator Institute who takes us to the program, and he kind of, like, started picking my brain because I was like, hi, Eric, I don't know what I'm going to write about, but I want to write a book. He's like, that's totally okay. We're going to just get talking. And so I told him my whole life story about, like, you know, I really didn't really know who I was or how I didn't really fit into this world. Um... But as soon as I kind of found my footing, life became a lot better. And right now, in my current state, life is becoming a lot better as I continue to invest in pursuits that are meaningful to me. And he was like, oh, it seems like you value authenticity. I was like, holy crap, yes. Like, that's probably my all-time value because as soon as I become more authentic, I become, like, a lot more happy and successful. Interesting. Um, so yeah. it, was, it was Eric who told you, basically, yeah. who you are. Yeah, basically. And it was kind of like, you know, sometimes it's, I think, co- like, that's why I really like coaching. And we'll probably get into that later. But um, coaches can kind of, are kind of like your objective standpoint. They kind of act as someone like, who brings out the answers that you already have inside. You just need a little bit of like picking your brain and getting them out of you. So that's what kind of like what Eric did for me. And so uh, moving forward, I started interviewing people who I found to be quite authentic. And I kind of saw this whole pattern of like, you know, in order to be successful, which is every adult's or young adult's young dream to be successful, you have to be happy first. But like, we've heard that quote over and over again, like in order to be successful, you have to be happy. But it's like, how do we become happy? Like, (laughs) in this fast paced world, like, it's so hard to sit there. It's a problem. It's right. Paced world. Um, I totally think that we are so influenced by the go, go, go that we don't have time to hone in and to be silent and to sit with ourselves. Right. Totally. And answer within us, but we are so distracted by the outside world and what everyone else wants us to do that we honestly cannot just do what makes us happy. Absolutely. Authentically. 
And that's pretty much, you just summed it up. Like in order to be happy, we have to be authentic because when you're authentic, you can start pursuing the things that you want. And it's so hard when you're obviously caught up in what everybody else is doing and what the world's telling you to do. And I found that with all the stories that I wrote about, all these individuals had a very, like they're very unique and different, but they all had this underlying theme that they were quite authentic and very happy and successful all because they were just being themselves and pursuing what they actually intrinsically wanted to do. And so like in order to be authentic, like, like a Cliff's Notes version of like my entire book, like you have to, you have to be self-aware. And I think that's like the thing that we lack because we're always caught up, but it's about taking like an inventory, like um, internal self-awareness, but actually taking an inventory and be like, what do I want in my life? What actions am I doing to take that, to pursue that? is there a discrepancy? Like, are my actions actually serving me to get to the place where I want to be? And then if not, how are you going to shift your actions um, in order to serve you? And then there's also external self-awareness where it's like actually seeing how you show up in this world. Like, are you showing up as the person you want to be? Does the world see you as you truly are? And as soon as you become self-aware, you're able to act in ways that actually like the way you want to be. Um, that's kind of like one component. And then the second component is embracing your whole self. Um, that's something that people often <laughs> don't want to embrace. They, I, I use this backpack analogy in like a lot of podcasts about like authenticity, like how to become authentic. But a lot of the times uh, what happens is we try to keep a hold on like the things that we're really proud of, all of like the accomplishments we have, but we tend to put like our challenges, mistakes, failures, flaws in this invisible backpack on our backs. And we just keep putting all that stuff in there. And over time it gets so heavy and it tends to actually limit us from moving forward. But as soon as you put down that backpack and actually embrace all of those things that make you a whole person, everything in your life becomes a lot lighter and you're able to actually act in ways that you want to and are not limited by those things that perhaps you don't enjoy about yourself. So it's really important to be self-aware and embrace your whole self in order to be authentic. I love that backpack analogy. Oh, (laughs) thank you. I think my coach kind of like, I can talk about coaching later too, but my coach kind of like explain that in a different scenario but I was like oh this could be totally applied to being authentic so I really I thought it just made total sense I wish I wrote about it in my book but I didn't get the chance to but now it's like okay if I can explain the whole point or the whole idea of being authentic it's that how has coaching transformed you oh my god (laughs) I can I can definitely go on and on about this are you training to be a life coach or what type of coach are you yeah, so I'm I'm currently trying to be trained for, to be a frame of mind coach. So I came okay. Yeah, so I came across frame of mind through my stepmom. She's also trying to be a frame of mind coach. It's an executive coaching company that basically takes young or driven leaders, like particularly in co- the corporate office, to become um, like thought leaders and like transform their thinking. So like because thinking often makes people stuck. So what they're trying to do is shift their thinking in order to, to actually pursue what they want in their lives. And I was like, at the beginning of COVID, obviously I was not in my best place. And so I was like, oh, I kind of want to get coached and see what this thing's all about. And after coaching, like I could go on and on about all the lessons I've learned in coaching, but the main, number one is like what you focus on grows. So like if you're focusing on things that you don't want in your life, it's going to keep expanding in your life. It's going to keep showing up in your life. But as soon as you shift your thoughts 
your and focus on what you do want, you'll attract the things that you do want. That's kind of like the whole overarching philosophy behind frame of mind. Um, but after being coached, I was like, I know I'm super young and most of the coaches in this company are probably like between their thirties to fifties, but I want to be a coach for you. So I'm going through their second step to becoming a coach. So the first step is you have to be coached in order to become a coach. Like that makes a lot of sense. So you can actually see how the process affects you. Um, and the second step is method. So they're basically going to do a three day virtual um, workshop on how to kind of like implement uh, coaching into like whatever organization you're a part of. And then the third step is foundations where they actually train you to become a frame of mind coach. And through the training, you actually coach people who are, who are trying to become a coach as well. So that is kind of like the whole uh, plan of what I want to do. Who knows where I'm going to end up. I want to coach youth because I, as someone who's a young adult, like I got so much out of it. Like I, I was pointed, I'm now in kind of like in a direction, like, you know, I was saying earlier, I, I was losing my sight of direction, but I was able to bounce back so quick because of the philosophies. Behind yeah. It sounds like you, you know what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, as it, it, there's place times where I'm like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I lack direction. I get scared. I lack trust, but frame of mind, like no matter what, I think we're going to experience those kinds of days in our lives or even a week, but you're able to bounce back a lot quicker with the tools that frame of mind provides. So that's kind of why like, I'm in a better place now because of the tools. And I think that so many young adults could benefit from this program. They just, they typically tar- target um, executives. And I, I'm one of those people that's going to try to do some, some entrepreneurial things. If I can get involved with them, I want to have like a whole section that gears towards young adults, mm. but who knows what's going to happen with that. All I know is I want to know the whole process of coaching because I really want to coach young people because, you know, there's a lot of mental health and resources out there. And I think coaching isn't one that's focused on, but I think so many young people could benefit from it. Love that. So where can people find you when they want to start working with you? For sure. So you can find me on Instagram at Haley Rogers with three D's and Rogers. Um, and then you can also go to HaleyRogers.com, um, H-A-I-L-E-Y-R-O-D-G-E-R-S.com. Yeah, my names are spelled really weird. Um, and yeah, so you can connect with me on there. I'm always responding to my DMs. I love having conversations. Like that's my biggest thing is I love storytelling and conversations. So never hesitate to reach out. Amazing. Alrighty. Thank you so much for coming on and we'll catch you guys next week. Ciao.